This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. If you take a look at how many public assets owned by the people of British Columbia were sold off by the previous Liberal government, the list is a long one, and it's really quite extraordinary. Vancouver Health Centers, North Shore Schools, acres and acres of agricultural land in Surrey, they're all among the 164 pieces of surplus land that the previous Liberal government sold for more than a billion dollars. A lot of really fine investigative work here done by Lori Colbert of the Vancouver Sun. And if you follow me on Twitter, I just tweeted the link to her series on this, which I encourage you to check out. Let's talk to Lori about it now. She's in the studio. Hi, Lori. Thanks for coming in. You're welcome, Mike. Nice to be here. Okay, this is really great work, and I I really encourage people to check it out because people might remember that This was an issue that kind of blew up politically back when the Liberals were in office. The NDP raised a bit of a stink about the sell-off of of land around Burke Mountain, for example. But I think maybe it's bigger than uh, people realize. Uh, How did you get into this, and how did you do the research on it? So I got a tip, which, as you know, journalists, we get these tips, and some of them pan out, and some of them don't. And uh, just to, you know, kind of start following the trail with these land sales. And so I looked back to what the Auditor General had done. And you're right, um, the NDP raised some big concerns about Burke Mountain. This is... um, this was a property, a series of properties sold in bulk in Coquitlam, uh, sold to developer, and uh, it was the Auditor General ultimately found that uh, the properties were sold at well below market value, and it was a really bad deal for taxpayers. The Auditor General looked at the first two years of this land sales program from 2013 to 2015 just to have a look at what was going on and uh, just just a bit of background information. You know, the government has always bought and sold land. That's not really new. But in 2013, the B.C. Liberals created this new program, the one we're talking about today, and its focus was primarily, really solely, to generate generate revenue to um, to pay down the debt to um, you know fund programs within the government um, it was purely a revenue generating program and and that's when you start to see the number of properties really take off so the auditor general looks at the first two years from 2013 to 2015 uh, she finds uh, you know big problems with the Burke Mountain sale she find and she makes a series of recommendations for uh, improvements she says the whole program needs improvement and she makes these recommendations. Uh, And that report from her came out in 2018. And so what I decided to do was look at the next four years, which had not been included in the Auditor General's report from um, from 2013 all the way to 2019 to have a look at what's been going on. Okay, you did some really great digging here and you take a look at what has been sold, who bought it, whether taxpayers benefited uh, through these sales, let's talk about some of the the basic stats you you uncovered here, Lori. So, how many how many pieces of a surplus public asset, so called surplus, uh, was sold, and how much money was raised? So we now know that 164 uh, pieces of public property were sold. They were sold across the province, but you see kind of big chunks happening in certain cities like Surrey. Um, the 
the the total price, uh, the the total revenue brought in was was just over one billion dollars, mm. but uh, it cost the government about a hundred million in for, you know to to um, do these transactions, and then about another. I'm I'm estimating here because it was hard to get exact numbers, but I'm pretty confident I'm in the right ballpark. Another hundred million needs to be uh, taken away from that. Um, bottom line because of what's called accommodation agreements with First Nations. So unceded territory, the government needed to make payments to First Nations so they would uh, release all claims to the properties. So we're probably looking at a profit of around $800 million. Mm-hmm. Um, we see that some ministries were selling more land than others. For example, uh, the Ministry of Education unloaded almost 50 uh, pieces of property, uh, many of them schools or, you know, pieces of land attached to schools. The Ministry of Transportation unloaded the most. Um, uh, the Ministry of Health didn't sell that many properties, but the ones they did sell were worth a fortune. And so the Ministry of Health actually brought in a huge a huge bulk of this money. Okay, this is really interesting stuff because I think, like you said off the top, it's it's not unusual or unprecedented for a government to sell unused public assets. I mean, that's one of the things that governments do. I guess the question here here is, how many of these things were sold, and did taxpayers get get good value, and were some of the sales kind of I don't know, suspicious in a way for the from the people who bought them. Let's talk about some of the some of the the curious ones that you uncovered here. Where where would you start? What about this one in uh, Port Moody? The one in Port Moody is very strange, and it took me a long time to follow this paper trail. But um, basically, there's a, a First Nation called uh, the Coquitlam and Band, and. It, the just to back up a little bit with these accommodation agreements if if the if the land that the government wants to sell falls within the territorial territorial region of an indigenous group they basically the indigenous group basically has two options one they can get a payment from the government to to relinquish all claim on that land or two they can get a right of first refusal to buy the land itself and so in a handful of cases we have seen that happen and in some cases a first nations group has partnered with a developer to buy land in this particular case these four lots that were right uh, that are that are neighboring the new Port Moody Skytrain station so you can imagine this is an area that the Port Moody uh, City Council has pegged for big growth big development condominiums right. uh, you know stores restaurants it's right by this new Skytrain station so the government over the series in late 2017 and early 2018 sells four adjoining pieces of property to uh, this Coquitlam band. Um, and it is a, a direct sale. There's no competitive bidding process because it is the right of this First Nation to have first access to this land. But what I uncovered is on the very same day that each of these sales happened, the uh, numbered company that was created by the First Nation to buy these four pieces of property, on the very same day that the sales went through, then the uh, the First Nation band ceased to be the owner of the numbered company and it went right to BD development. And um, 
So it would appear that there was just a, a shuffle of ownership there. And, and the end result is we have a big name developer owning this property uh, without the government benefiting from any type of competitive bidding, competitive bidding process. Did some of these sales, I mean, obviously the liberals took their lumps over this when they were in power, but did, did some of these sales obviously continued under the present NDP government too, right? So they did. Now, what I'm told, and, and the paperwork does seem to bear this out, is that, you know, many of these transactions, they're complicated, they involve a lot of lawyers, um, real estate companies. And so the bulk of the ones that continued under the NDP appear to have been started by the Liberals. In fact, okay. these, these these deals that we're talking about right now in Port Moody, they were finalized uh, after the NDP was in power. But when right. I when I talked to them about that, they said, you know, that the everything had been set in motion. And, you know, we're going to have to monitor how the NDP handles this file. They they insist that they're going to do it differently, um, that they're going to look at land and consider whether it can be kept to be a school or a hospital or public housing before there's a sale. But I but I have to say, uh, in the last fiscal year, 2018, 2019, when the NDP really did have more control over the program, the number of land sales really did plummet. As we continue my conversation with Lori Colbert, investigative reporter at the Vancouver Sun, with her, on her very fine series about uh, the B.C. government selling off public assets to raise money. 164 pieces of surplus land in B.C. sold for more than a billion dollars. Were, were these wise decisions to sell uh, this land off? 604-280-9898 is the number to call if you have a comment or question. 604-280-9898. Lori, were, were any of these uh, pieces of land sold to political insiders, like, you know, big donors to the Liberal Party or anything like that? Yeah, you don't have to look very far to see that that's happening. I mean, to be fair, uh, big developers are the ones that have deep pockets and can, and can you know, afford political contributions. And uh, they have in the past always supported the BC Liberals. But if you look at the... Uh, biggest revenue generating sales that have happened in this in this uh, program almost exclusively they are going to uh, developers who have been uh, traditionally very very generous supporters of the BC liberals right right what the, I remember the liberals at this time at the time when this story blew up a little bit a few years ago saying like look you know, this is this is what we do as government. We're just going to make rational decisions. If we've got a piece of land that we're not using, that we don't need, why should we just let it sit there empty, uh, not generating any value for taxpayers? Let's sell it and and put the money to good work uh, elsewhere. Is that a rational or reasonable explanation for what they did here? I think it is for for some of the... For some of the lots, I think it is. Yeah. You know, there was a you know a piece of a lot by a highway, and the Ministry of Transportation didn't need it anymore. I mean, fair enough. Yeah. Um, but there's some other examples that are head shaking. So in North Vancouver, for example, uh, they sold uh, a, an elementary school, uh, in I believe it was 2013. That's now been developed, and there's nine single family homes uh, sitting on that property. In the meantime, the city of North Vancouver has. Uh, uh, is underway with developing this massive development that's going to bring 1,500 new homes into this I, I, this very same neighborhood. And the closest school now has 12 portables in its backyard. The, the, wow. the, the, the area is desperate for a new school. Yeah. 
Yeah, that does make you scratch your head for sure. What kind of reaction have you gotten to the series this week, Laurie? Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, the readers of my newspaper they often tend to be uh, a bit more supportive of the liberal government. Um, I write a lot of stories about social services. I don't always get a lot of positive feedback to those, but it has been overwhelming uh, the amount of um, outrage I've been hearing from mm. readers about about the sale of this land. I would say the vast vast majority of them are very against what's happened. 604-280-9898 is the number to call if you want to hop on board. 604-280-9898, star 9898 on your cell. Bob in Chilliwack. Yeah, if I remember that correctly, they, they sold a lot of viable land off and they for a fire sale deal to put it in the hands of developers. Like she said, that was also part of the story. But they, yeah. they could have given that land to developers and told, okay, you got free land here. You can't afford to operate outside of the pure investment when you build and develop. So you build housing, so you only have to pay for the cost of building and providing the housing and putting the infrastructure on the land. Then maybe they could actually be able to afford to build a house that somebody could afford to live in. Yeah, like uh, use it for, okay, thanks for the call. Like use it for affordable housing. Was any... Was anything done like that, Laurie, in any of this land that was sold off? You know, so we see a lot of these um, agreements, especially in the city of Vancouver, for example, where the developer is required to include a certain percentage of the units to be for affordable or social housing. But we don't have to look very far back in history to know that those agreements don't always happen. Um, The little mountain site has been sitting empty for 10 years where Holborn was supposed to have created 250 affordable housing units um, by now and we haven't seen them so for sure some of those agreements are being made we just have to make sure that they actually happen okay as you mentioned earlier some of these asset sales will con- will continue under it doesn't matter which party's in power it could continue under the ND- NDP government what is the NDP saying about this I mean they're they're kind of piling on the liberals I noticed that they put out a news release this week saying the liberals have got to answer for this for the what you've uncovered in here in this series are the NDP promising to stop these sales or to do them differently? What are they saying? So there's apparently still 69 properties on the surplus land sale list. Um, and again, the NDP says they're going to uh, approach this in a, in a different way um, and you know, to consider if the properties can be used for, for some other use. Uh, and yep. you're right, it's it's political. They're dumping on the Liberals for what's been done in the past. Right. Um, and I think, again, we're just going to have to just watch this very closely to, um, to, to see if they do actually change things. But as I said earlier, the number of sales under uh, NDP control have really plummeted. Uh, so Okay. Great job on it. Uh, where can people check out the stories if they want to read them online? Get VancouverSun.com. It's all there, right? That is it. Okay, cool. Lori, thanks for coming on. You're welcome, Mike. I, I appreciate it. It's Lori Colbert, investigative reporter of the Vancouver Sun.